and down to earth now. So joining us in the studio is Professor Kurt Iverson from Geography at University of Sydney. And it's a fortnightly chat about how we can make our cities fairer and more sustainable. This week we're talking electric cars. Are they going to be the solution to making our urban transport systems more sustainable? Kurt, thanks for coming in. Eddie, how's it going? Good, good, good. Always excited to have you in here bringing the answers, but also bringing questions. Bringing the questions, (laughs) yes, ma'am. So electric cars have been in the news a lot recently. Why is that? They have. Um, So, because the election's in the air, right? We've had the state one, now we've got the federal one, and climate change is one of the big issues. And the question of how we're going to reduce our emissions into the future is a big one. And transport accounts for about 20% of those emissions, so it's going to be one of those sectors where we're going to have to do something. So the Labor Party, in their platform, have said that they want by 2030 for 50% of all new cars bought in Australia to be electric vehicles. And they want 50% of the whole government car fleet to be electric by 2025. They've got all these plans to upgrade the electric car infrastructure and then it's turned into a thing because, you know, because they said it, the Liberal Party have to say it's bad. So they've been putting out all these Facebook messages saying the Labor Party's coming for your utes. I love that Coming for your cars. (laughs) Yep. Um, So they're sort of poking fun at it. So I figured maybe today that's it. We could get into these things and what they are and how they work and whether they'll do us any good if we all do start moving around in them. Well, how do they work then? So look. Very simply, there's two kinds of electric cars. There's your kind of hybrid where you're doing a bit of petrol or a bit of something else and a bit of battery, and then there's your full electric vehicle. And that's really what the debate is sort of focused on, the full electric. And so put really simply, they run on batteries, right? Um, And uh, different electric cars have different ranges depending on the kind of quality of the battery that they're working with. So Of the electric cars in the market in Australia right now, there's about 20 different kinds of electric cars that you can buy here. They range between sort of 250 and about 600 kilometres on a single full battery charge. And, you know, given that the average Australian drives about 38 kilometres a day, um, if, you know, you're talking about just kind of driving around the city on a daily commute or something like that, um, obviously that's well within range of these electric vehicles. Would that be far enough for your ute in the outback yeah that's one of the big debates right and this is where it's kind of i don't know you know politics in this country is just disappointingly funny sometimes but the federal government late last year actually announced that they were building a network of charging stations up and down the east coast precisely to try and start taking care of this issue right that if someone wants to hop in their car and drive from sydney to armadale then they're going to need to charge their battery potentially along the way. And so the government that's making fun of Labor for wanting more electric vehicles had already committed a few uh, million dollars to actually putting some charging stations around because they were talking about electric vehicles too last year before Labor started talking about it, blah, blah, blah. Interesting. (sighs) Um, With that as well, for the consumer, aren't they really expensive? Um, Yeah. So that's one of the things that... um, is a big deal right now. Like I say, there's about 20 models on the market. The cheapest one will cost you around about $40,000. And then if you want to, like, I have my son, like, show me on YouTube last night all the awesome Tesla Roadster 0 to 100 in two-second electric cars that will cost you, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So there's a luxury end there as well. But um, one of the things about the cost um, is that once you've got it, it's a lot cheaper to run than a petrol car. 
Um, so the sort of figures that I'm reading suggest that it's about $2,000 a year less in terms of just maintenance and running costs. So, you know, because you're charging it up with a battery and electricity rather than filling it full of petrol, um, that's a bit cheaper. But I guess it's pretty widely acknowledged that, yeah, they're more expensive right now. And part of what Labor is doing in this policy is saying, well, actually, unless we set some targets and put some tax settings in place, then nobody's going to buy them. So we need to make them cheaper to make them more uh, easily affordable. So what are some of these things they're trying to bring in? Yeah. So look, the Poster child for electric cars seems to be Norway. Everybody looks at what Norway's done because last year, 50% of new cars in Norway that were sold were either hybrid or full electric. Um, And so what have they done? Well, um, they have taxed the crap out of petrol cars. So there's a whole bunch of excises that you now pay extra to buy a petrol car. Um, They've taken all the excises and the taxes off um, electric cars and they've put free parking in cities. If you're driving an electric vehicle, you park for free. If you're driving a petrol car, you pay for parking. If you're on a freeway that has tolls, if you're in an electric car, no toll. If you're in a petrol car, you get charged a toll. Um, And they have put heaps of these really fast charging stations in the cities and in the sort of freeways as well. Because this is the other big thing, right? If you do run out of battery in one of these things and you need to charge it, even if there is a charging station there, it takes like maybe 10, 15 minutes to get a full charge in a battery. So if there's only one of these things and there's like heaps of cars around, then, you know, you could be stuck in a queue for hours unless there's heaps of charging stations around. So that's what Norway have done to get up there. And Labor are definitely talking about uh, introducing some of these kind of tax incentives and uh, measures to make things a bit more cheaper and also building the infrastructure. So obviously um, in Norway, they're heavily taxing these things. Is that because they think that electric vehicles are a solution to cutting transport emissions? Um, They do. So, um, and that question about what difference it would make if uh, we had this massive shift to electric vehicles is definitely like the big question. And as usual, it's always a bit more complicated than you want it to be. So on one level, like absolutely, electric vehicles reduce emissions, right? So um, even if the electricity that you're using to charge an electric vehicle comes from fossil fuel sources, on balance, you're still contributing less emissions than if you were driving a petrol car. But obviously, the perfect scenario, if you can get it, is that you're charging your electric car with a renewable energy source. Like, you know, you've got it parked in a garage that's got a solar panel charging um, through the, you know, the charging station. Um, And of course, as well as that, like less, like, emissions from like air pollution in terms of particulates coming out of the car into the atmosphere, less noise, so less air pollution and noise pollution as well. But um, that definitely doesn't mean that there's some like utopian perfect solution to making transport systems in cities more environmentally sustainable and fairer, for sure. All right. I think we've got a few texts coming in on 049 945 945. We'll get to them after this song and I think they might be intertwined with what we're getting on today. We're right in the middle of Down to Earth with Professor Kurt Iverson and we're chatting about electric cars. We've also had a few other texts come in um, questioning electric cars and that's mm. what we're going to get into in this half of the chat is some of the downsides of electric cars. So I might jump to one of those texts on over a 9945945 if you want to get on into it. Um, Someone has said, uh, what about the materials made to use the batteries for electric cars? So that's absolutely 
text messenger, hello. <laughs> That's absolutely one of the issues that we've got to take into consideration here. And there's definitely some concern that we're kind of replacing one environmental problem with another, um, which is that we go from the extraction of fossil fuels to the extraction of lithium and cobalt, especially. And uh, I've seen one study in doing a bit of research for this uh, segment today that suggests that if all conventional cars that are using petrol or um, gas right now were replaced by electric cars, the world would run out of lithium in about 50 years because the amount of it is finite. And if we keep producing batteries made of lithium at the rate that we would need to for everybody to be able to keep driving personal cars, but just using lithium-ion batteries, we would run out of lithium. So it's absolutely a thing that we can't just assume that we can keep organising our cities around private cars and just replace petrol cars with lithium-ion cars and that'll all be sweet. And to that point, um, what about the issue of us just being dependent on cars? It doesn't just seem like electric cars will address heaps of these other problems. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? So if you want to think about it this way, yes, electric cars are kind of greener than petrol cars, but... Um, other than that, they cause exactly the same problems in our cities that <laughs> petrol cars do, um, which is to say that, as you say, if we have cities where we're dependent on personal cars for our transport needs overwhelmingly, then we have all the associated problems of the amount of space taken up in cities by machine space, as Ron Horvath would have put it, so roads and parking and all that sort of craziness. We've got all the inequalities that come with car dependence, where if you're dependent on a car to be able to access services or jobs or whatever, um, that costs money, not everybody can drive a car, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We've got all the problems that come with sprawl associated with, you know, car use. So, like, I think it's absolutely right for us to be asking a question about whether we just want to make the existing transport system more sustainable and sustain it into the future or whether we actually want to transform the transport system to be more public and communal um, and more efficient in that way and fairer in that way too. Not your individual self-person mover. Yeah. yeah, and I reckon this is where totally, you know, we were just talking before we started about like autonomous vehicles as well and this is totally where this electric car and the kind of self-driving car stuff intersects, which is that like the idea to me that some people have as a kind of utopia where we're all sitting in our little autonomous Pods. electric vehicles like on our phones because we're not having to pay attention <laughs> to the road but all in these little self-contained capsules where we're kind of we're, like we're sealed off from the world and, and everything it's just like what kind of a vision is that for how we live together in cities it's terrible so electric cars are kind of better but Kind of not. Yeah, kind of better, but kind of not. So I sort of feel like it's actually really good that we're having the conversation as part of the election campaign about them. And, like, I don't want to be one of these people that, like, unless you, we're going to have the revolution tomorrow, there's no point trying to do anything to change the world. Like, so I do think, you know, it's like it's a change for the better if we get to a point where in a transition to a more sustainable and fair city, there's more electric vehicles than petrol ones. But... Let's just not forget those bigger, bigger questions about the infrastructures of public transport and um, how they can help us make things fairer and more sustainable too. To that as well, I might leave it with this message. Um, good luck to us. World's worst internet, power grid not much better. Oh, look, yeah. And look, it is another thing that 
absolutely another study that I saw just by the way was sort of saying that, right, that our whole power system is geared up to deal with peaks that happen during the day. And if everybody suddenly switches to like popping home at night and like plugging their car in the same way we all charge our phone up at the end of a busy day, then, um, yeah, there are studies in England talking about the fact that that might crash local grids um, and that we would really have to reorganise our electricity infrastructures to make that possible too. So, yeah, all those questions to deal with. Thanks for coming in, Kurt, oh, and bringing, just bringing a, more questions to the answers. I was just going to say, I just love to come in here and make it complicated. Sorry about that. It's my job. Oh, all right. Always a pleasure having you in. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you in a couple of weeks' time. Yep, yep.